sometimes what I do for a woman tells me my interest in her. You know, I might give somebody a little more leeway if I'm more interested in them than not, but not much. But, you know, with my girlfriend, she she lost her job about a week ago. She's, you know, younger and hasn't had the years of, of job searching that I have, particularly in the new market. And so I spent yesterday, I was doing, I was doing some training, but alternatively, I was on my iPad also looking up Indeed jobs for her because I know her very well. And I was applying her for jobs that she might not have considered. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You all know what to do. Drop a comment. Drop a comment below your favorite emoji. Any comment will do. You know what's going on. It's all about boosting the algorithm. You know? <laughs> Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm on all the good platforms. Get on the email list. List.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you some free stickers for your troubles. And then if you like those stickers, they're also available as merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. You can get t-shirts, hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, you know, all the fun stuff, all the fun stuff like that. If you guys have signed up for the email list and you haven't seen an email from me, it's probably stuck in your mail filter. So DM me on Instagram. We'll get that figured out. But uh, for whatever reason, see, I use MailChimp. And for whatever reason, certain email carriers just automatically block MailChimp stuff. So if you haven't received an email for me and you have signed up for an email, uh, if signed up for the email list and you haven't got your free stickers or whatever, DM me on Instagram. We'll work it out. Check out the Law of Attraction course. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. It's a uh, it's a mindset course, right? It's uh it's 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 chick crack free. It's chick crack free. It's um you know you you a lot of people watch the movie The Secret, right? They they watch the movie The Secret, and uh, The Secret, you know, it's got a lot of woo woo nonsense. It's a lot of like you know positivity grift type stuff. It, a lot of people look at it and they think it's uh, genies granting wishes. And that's not how any of this works. It's not how any of this works, right? It's a psychological experience at the end of the day. So check out my course because I break it down into the psychological explanation for the law of attraction. And um, it makes it just it just makes it so much easier for you to understand. Check that out. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. And then finally, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as ten dollars. Uh last week on Thursday, we had our first meeting. We had our first happy hour hangout. All the premium members of the Patreon showed up for that. And it was awesome, man. We had we had a good conversation. All of us, we you know we had a good time. Uh, you know we had uh, we had some drinks. <laughs> uh, one of the guys, one of the guys in the group, you know, he he just brought some some um, some soda water or whatever, you know. 
whatever you want to bring to the group is fine. Okay. No judgments. We talked about all sorts of things. We worked on all sorts of things and um, it was good. It's good. Just a good time for guys to get together. No judgments, just a, a fun opportunity for guys to hang out. Uh, don't miss the next one. It's going to happen next month. I haven't scheduled it yet, but uh, get on the Patreon now. It's only 10 bucks, right? If you guys showed up for last week's happy hour hangout, tell a friend. Tell a friend it was a good time. I had a good time anyway. <laughs> All right. My guest this week is my 3% brother, David. He was referred to me by 3% brother, Luke. Luke's been on the podcast like a billion times. Uh, we got him into the 3% brotherhood. And uh, he was, uh, when I got him into the 3% brotherhood, he was still on his search for a good woman. And I believe he's found that good woman. We talk about that today. He's an older gentleman. I believe he's around 58 years old at this time. Correct me if I'm wrong, David, comment below. <laughs> Pretty sure he's around 58 or he's going to be 58 this year. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of older guys that find themselves on the dating circuit. They find themselves on the dating circuit and dating is not what they thought it was, right? Because modern dating is totally different than it was uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? And uh, so a lot of guys find themselves on the dating circuit now and they're like, what the hell is going on? Well, David's managed to overcome all of that. He's found a good woman He's with her right now. He tells us about that experience and I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Are you tired of holding back your thoughts and opinions? Ready to let loose with like-minded men? Introducing the ultimate monthly video-based happy hour for men. Join us for an exclusive unfiltered experience where you can talk about women, cars, movies, and anything else on your mind. Best of all, it's not recorded and there's no censorship. You can freely speak your mind without any worries. All you have to do is join my Patreon at tier number one, and you'll gain access to this one-of-a-kind gathering. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. That's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Or click the link in the description. It's like the good old days when men would get together and talk about man stuff without being bothered by women. Sometimes guys just need a good group of men to hang out with. It's good for our mental health. Don't miss out on the camaraderie and conversation. Join us today and let your voice be heard. Visit my Patreon page and sign up now. Cheers to freedom of speech and great company. All right, joining me this week is 3% Brother David. <clears throat> he was referred to me by 3% Brother Luke, and we got him into the 3% Brotherhood group on Facebook. He was on his search for a good woman at the time, and I believe he's found one, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yep. That's right. How did, how did you uh, get in contact with Luke? Well, okay, so I started the process of divorce last year. It finished a few months ago, but it had been coming for a while. Um, I realized that um, my wife wasn't making me happy. I had been a people pleaser to her for a long time. I never felt like my needs were getting met. 
so I left the marriage. I had a few months where I was getting dates, but I was a, a toxic mess because um, I didn't I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know my path. I had already started my path to becoming kind of a stronger male, but it was I was still kind of not putting my needs first. And I ran into um, my coach, Benny, on uh, TikTok, actually. And Luke is part of that group. And um, I became a paid client with Benny and just started learning to assert my needs first and how to approach some things. And he was dead on right about a lot of the datings, dating that I went through. Mm-hmm. And it, it was weird that the, the girl that I'm with now, I was actually with almost immediately it was just kind of a weird thing but um i wasn't sure i mean coming out of a divorce and everything else so i i wanted to clarify what i wanted so that when i stepped into more of a committed relationship with her that i could set proper boundaries that i could um be the man in the relationship um and set the set the path and not let myself get um, get into the phase where she was dictating the relationship through her emotions, and that's that was had been my past tendency. Got it, got it. Hey, are you on a laptop? Yes. Can you can you bend the the thing down just a little bit so you're more in frame? Yeah. Cool, because these are all going to be in TikTok clips, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Benny's a good dude, man. Uh, he he and I met through the original Three Percent Man Group. Um, he was sort of like our resident, the resident dating coach at the time. And he was when I first met him, he was just getting started uh, with the the coaching business. And he taught us all, and you, and you probably learned this too, but he taught us all the value of sending video and voice messages mm-hmm. and stuff to women, and how that really sets uh sets you apart and stuff like that he's a yeah he's a good dude well it's like you know what it what it comes down to and and, and the businesses i'm in involve marketing and sales and things like that yeah. you know the most effective marketing is either in person zoom uh phone call text last um and blanket messages by far you know down the line mm-hmm. if you set yourself apart it doesn't matter what you're at if you if you you know if you're who you are and you send those relevant messages and you know kind of present hey i'm this person uh, people respond it doesn't matter whether it's dating or sales or heck just uh, meeting somebody in the you know in the parking lot yeah yeah definitely so uh, so you've obviously read how to be a 3% man because you wouldn't be able to get into the 3% man group uh, or 3% brotherhood now uh, without it. What was it a recommendation from Benny that led you to that book or yes. had you read um, it before? No, it was, I think, the very first book he recommended. And then there were three or four others I went after and they were all just kind of a, you know, a feed on that. And I got a little confused by parts of it. So I got in contact with Luke uh, directly and we went back and forth and then he got me hooked up with you. And then I get, got in part of the group and I think I'm on my fourth or fifth reading of it. Now uh, I've kind of bent off and doing some other stuff. I'm actually reading Corey Wayne's other book on uh, success. I think I, I can't remember the name of it. It's on an audio book, but he's got another one. It basically was the one that followed three percent. Oh yeah, that one is on. Oh man, what is that one on? It's on. Uh, 
I've, re- I've read that. And, and business success and how to. Yeah, yeah, it's very autobiographical, his second book. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's like a self-reliance book, I guess. I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah. I was a big fan of that book. But his uh, third book, I don't know if you've had a chance to get to that one. It's like uh, quotes, ruminations, and com- mm-hmm. quotes, contemplations, and ruminations or something like that. No. That was actually not too bad. That was a pretty good book. Okay, I'll take but, a look at it. But my my three percent man, in my opinion, is it's really like all of his other books are sort of like they're good to read. They're sort of like a one and done for me. But three percent man's one that I highly recommend people read multiple times. You know? Yeah, because you you tend to fa- find yourself falling back on old tendencies, you know, and um, you know, it's 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 a matter if you keep it in the forefront, it it allows you to frame yourself, you know, if you do fall off the wagon a little bit, which always happens, you know, just with stress and everything else, it allows you to come back to being centered. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. There's so many guys in the group that, and I, I make all sorts of like shorts and stuff about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've seen it over the last three years of being in that, in the group, um, guys will get themselves like they'll read the book. They'll read it multiple times. They'll go dating. They'll practice the principles. They'll get into a relationship and then they stop reading the book. <laughs> and then <laughs> you can't just like undo. Uh, I, uh, how old are you? 57. Yeah. You can't undo 57 years of programming, you know, in just like four reads, you know, you can't do no. it. You can't do it in, in a matter of like a year or a couple months. That's something that, it's just constant work. You know, you've, you've spent your whole life being taught a certain way about what relationships are. And then like relationships start, just aren't working out for whatever reason. And then you find this material and you're like, Oh crap. Like I've been doing this wrong my whole life. Mm-hmm. You can't just undo that. You know? So you got to You've got to keep at least once a year revisiting it at least, yeah. once, you know? Yeah. Um, so you said you've read it about, about four times now. Um, yeah. you, you also mentioned, uh, you've read some other books. Uh, which which ones? Uh, Atomic Attraction was one. Um, there's another one I can't remember. And then the uh, there's a book about people. No, no more Mister Nice Guy. That that was a really revolutionary book for me too. Because I mean, I, I kind of moved past it um, through the three percent. But it's it's uh, very you know it's just seeing it defined is what they mean, you know, because I mean, uh, the debate about nice guy and, you know, who pays first or who pays everything on a date and traditional woman versus feminist, all of that, you know, gets confusing. And um, if you, if you frame yourself that you're, you're just kind of who you are, um, then you're going to attract what you want to attract. I mean, I'm one that pays for the first date, but if there's nothing going forward, I'm not paying for everything and I'm not going to be, I'm not, my money's uh, ours, her money's hers sort of thing. I want a true partnership. Other people aren't like that, and that's fine. But I spent 30 years in marriage doing that, and I feel like I never got the reciprocity, and there has to be equal energy brought, whether it's financial, emotional, both of you working. You know, there's just there's so many ways to frame a relationship, and it's so hard to define, mm-hmm. you know, on the first, second, or third date. But anyway, it's... Uh, it's, it's made sense and allowed me to say, okay, this is what I wanted. And when I look back on a few of my first or second dates where um, I did something weird in my mind, 
um, I figured out it was because something they did triggered me mm. in a way. Because I might say, hey, oh, they might offer to split. And I said, yeah, let's split. And they never want to go out again because they didn't like them much to begin with anyway. So, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, that's not really what 3% talks about. But mm-hmm. um, it's allowed me to um, get rid of people I w- or women I really wouldn't be that interested in. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's a concept that a lot of guys just don't quite get until they they start studying this stuff or they get with a coach like Benny. Is that you know a lot of guys are trying to qualify themselves to the women that they go out with. Like every mm-hmm. woman they go out with, they're trying to qualify to her. Whereas uh, when you when you learn this stuff, you sort of reframe it to where you're the one that's doing the interviewing and you're the one that's cutting out the chicks that, that don't meet your specifications. You know, it's a totally different way to date. And when you do that, it's such a, um, a more positive way of dating, I think, because Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise on the, on the flip side, when you're trying to qualify yourself to these women, like you sort of come across as needy and then it just gets really frustrating because you can't like none of these women like you because you're coming across as an unattractive person. Yeah. And I did, I did for a few months, you know, until I kind of, until I kind of figured it out. And then it was pretty easy to, you know, I remember one date I went on, I, I liked her, you know, and I thought a thing, but I was having to lead every text conversation i noticed for the next two days after the first date if i didn't write something she didn't respond i stopped writing it fell apart that was fine you know that's no low engagement on her part or she's playing some game i'm not interested in playing so you know what's funny is uh so i i recently i recently did a live stream on uh girl game right on like Mm -hmm. the, the the 35 rules of of girl game it comes from the book the rules and one of the rules from this book, it came out in like the nineties that there, that this, the lady who wrote the book is teaches, teaches women is that uh, don't like, you should not is, initiate any text messages. Like he should be the one doing it, but it's like, that's, ter- that's terrible advice, you know, mm-hmm. because that really just like, if a guy, guys like us that are studying uh, from the opposite direction, we're looking for women that, have interests like we want to walk through those open doors and that just tells us that you're not interested you know right. we're, we're more about actions over words at this point so that, yeah i i think that's funny women that don't do that though tell you everything you need to know about them they're exactly. not interested yeah exactly and so, you know and, and more or less sometimes sometimes how what i do for a woman tells me my interest in her you know, so I mean, if it's if it's, you know, I might give somebody a little more leeway if I'm more interested in them than not, but not much. But, you know, with my girlfriend, she she lost her job about a week ago and um, she's you know younger and uh, hasn't had the years of, of job searching that I have, particularly in the new market. And so I spent like yesterday I was doing I was doing some training, but alternatively, I was on my iPad also looking up indeed jobs for her because I know her very well. And I was applying her for jobs that she might not have considered. Mm-hmm. And would I do that for anybody else? No. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it was just it was it, it, it's interest on both sides. You know, we balance each other well in different ways. So Yeah. Does she appreciate that? Yes. Okay. Did she, has she, uh, gotten any interviews 
from that like that that she wouldn't have expected like oh i never thought about doing a job like this or she hasn't gotten the interviews yet she's getting responses back but she lost her job a week ago friday i took her on vacation out to arizona for five days just to get out because when that happened to visit my family um when that happened i wanted her to um get out of her feelings a little bit and have some fun and then come back to it. So we didn't really start applying until Thursday. So yeah, this holiday yeah. weekend, nothing yet. But there's there's about 25 jobs out there. I think we've applied for her for. She's done some. Yeah, I've done some for her. And uh, I've made a couple of suggestions. But that, now I'm just kind of letting her run with whatever she needs to run with. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's very, very nice of you. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it may be too nice guy i don't know but um she yeah. she, she responds she responds so that's good as long as as long as she's appreciating it that's a lot yeah like, that's that's cool that's cool um so these uh these other books how would you say like especially atomic attraction and i mm -hmm. and i have my own thoughts on it but how would you say that they differed from three percent man and like the um, message in that well, I mean, no more Mr. Nice Guy. That 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 really has nothing to do with Three Percent Man. That's more that's more getting out of people pleasing us. So Atomic Attraction was more about attraction theory and how to maintain uh, attraction throughout. Um, I think there's a lot of validity to it. Um, I mean, Three Percent Atomic Attraction was more about hey, here are the process is this you can do to become more attractive to individual women. Mm -hmm. Right. But it also felt like it was more of a recipe that you needed to follow rather than being your own self. Now, that's not totally true. I mean, it, it, it's designed to get you to the point. It's a recipe you follow and you get to the point. Three percent mm -hmm. was just kind of in your face. Here are the rules. They're very simple. Um, you don't let X, Y, Z. You don't let them dictate. You don't do uh, you don't do calls. Tell them you're going to be there or not. And in fact, their reaction to that can often tell you a lot. Um, and then I know there's a whole thing about attraction theory that you see on TikTok and things like that. Um, there is a lot of truth to that part, because even with my girlfriend, um, if I deviate from my frame for a little bit, she, she doesn't pull away, but she's definitely slightly less engaged. And so I see atomic attraction more as a if you see something uh, happening, you know, uh, through life, um, like, like say we get married down the line and she's doing her own thing and I do my own thing and I notice that we're drifting apart a little bit, then you need to kind of come back to what atomic attraction tells you, mm -hmm. you know, more, it's more of a long-term relationship thing. 3%, you know, was more about, you know, you need to be the man, you need to live your life, you need to dress well, you need to present well. You need to have a purpose for your life. I mean, Atomic Attraction has some of the same stuff, but I just didn't find it as I, I couldn't tell you anything I learned in Atomic Attraction uh, at this point, even after listening to it twice. Three percent still sticks with me. Got it. OK. Yeah, I uh, I found I found that certain things like in in Atomic Attraction worked better for me than things uh, in three percent man yeah you know and and another book is uh dr glover's uh, dating essentials for men was one that i i highly recommend people read okay. 
because that one that one goes very uh, really hand in hand with Corey's work. It also bridges the gap between No More Nister Nice Guy and Corey's work. I would say. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like things. For instance, like a, a good example in Atomic Attraction versus Corey is uh, Corey recommends like if you if, if a girl like sort of flakes out on you, right? You say, okay, no worries. Perhaps another time. Give her the takeaway, and then you try again the next week you know whereas a topic attraction is like if a girl says you know i can't make it and it doesn't give you any sort of alternative time just don't reply to it <laughs> and yeah well that's uh, yeah that yeah. would be more me yeah i agree that's right that that is a difference yeah i yeah. i don't i really don't give second chances if they don't give um you know give a positive feedback yeah or you know something like hey i'm sorry you know my grandmother died or something like that can we do it in two weeks and i'm like sure get back in touch if you want i put it in their court and if they never respond so be it yeah uh and so and then also you mentioned uh, a good thing too and this is actually good that you mentioned this but Corey recommends not confirming for dates right. uh did did you follow that did you go with that method yes i did actually um and it's never been a problem really i mean unless they say usually, usually i don't confirm if i don't confirm they confirm you know if if they're really interested if they're not i mean I, I i remember i was going on i was meeting somebody in dallas um and i didn't confirm we had confirmed a couple of days before i was driving up and i was waiting at the restaurant and i was like where are you and she said well you didn't confirm so i thought you weren't coming and i'm like you could have reached out. So I packed up and came home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I had that, uh, I had that happen like once or twice test testing out Corey's method. I ended up going with, uh, there's a guy named Dave Parada. He's a YouTuber and, um, he's, he also wrote a really good book called, uh, the lifestyle blueprint that I recommend people read, uh, especially younger guys, younger. It was good for younger guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he recommends, uh, he, what he calls the confirm, confirm method. So you confirm like the evening before. And then, uh, what I found with that, cause Corey in the book talks about how confirming is needy behavior, which I disagree with. Um, I it, it really, de it depends on how you do it, how you frame it, you know? So, so what David would recommend is confirming the night before that way, if she was going to flake, cause usually chicks chicks are just flaky you know and so if they were going to flake usually they're going to flake anyway so this gives them their their opportunity to flake and then you don't waste your time going out to a venue and then being stood up you know and then uh he also recommends confirming the next day but typically if they've already confirmed the night before there's no reason to confirm the next day i think but uh but still i i used to like to confirm especially because for me going on a date typically meant a two-hour round trip either i was driving oh, yeah I was either driving an hour to Grand Junction to meet somebody or I was driving an hour to Montrose to meet somebody because I live out in cow country. You know, there's. Yeah, there's, I, there's, I know where you're at. I used to live in Denver and I used to go to Telluride all the time. So I know people in Montrose and Grand Junction, too. So OK, yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, between Telluride and Montrose, mm -hmm. you know, there's Ridgeway. But that's. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing out there, man. It's just, no, I know. Uray, Telluride, Durango, and Durango's over a pass. So, you know, half the year it's it's hard to even get there. So, yeah. It's funny. People call uh, Montrose like poor man's Telluride because that's where all the, you know, the, the lower income people that like to hang out in Telluride, they all live in Montrose. 
Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Telluride in general, but um, I mean, it's nice for a couple of days. So there's nothing to do there unless you're exactly. a skier. Unless you're a skier, that's really the only thing to do there. Otherwise, yeah. it's, a, it's a very small town. There's some uh, overpriced shops there, and that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's it. right. There's a cool waterfall there, though. I took Nurse. Oh, Chick. I know. I know. I've yeah. got a, my next corporation's probably going to be named after that, that, uh, that waterfall actually we used to we used to do a couple of days every day this is when i was married yeah uh, out there every summer so okay yeah the last time i went there i took nurse chick to the waterfall we went hiking up to the waterfall and then on the way out just like a spur of the moment thing i was like let's go to tom cruise's house and because you could just like look that up mm -hmm. online and so we went uh we went looking around driving around looking for tom cruise's house ended up like in front of his uh his gate <laughs> Yeah, I found that too. Found that too. Yeah, I think Oprah. I think I looked. I think we found Oprah's house, but I don't remember. It's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. Oprah's. Uh, you can find Oprah's house up there too, but they're all in a gated community. You can't actually yeah. go up to their house. Just no. You just kind of see listening. Yeah, <laughs> it's still fun to see though. Um, let's see here. What was your last aha moment? Uh, you got from the last read of Three Percent Man. Oh, good one. Um, you know, more or less, it would have been not to give too many chances, you know, and to, to, you know, I mean, I'm not a casual, I, I don't like to casually date. I'm not somebody that just goes out and sleeps around with somebody or something like that, unless I have a connection with them. And so if I'm not getting feedback pretty quickly after date three or something like that, I'm done. Um, it's there has to be engagement. You know, like I said, I don't really care if they pay. That's never been the issue. But it's all about are they giving me feedback that says, hey, I'm into you and not just just killing time while I'm waiting for, you know, my guy over here mm -hmm. sort of thing. And really, that's what my my current girlfriend and I broke up probably in the last year four times, I think three times, four times. Um, she's I mean she's a lot younger than I am and so um I was always worried about that but you know her actions consistently showed she was into me uh she was not a player she's not a partier um great work ethic really wanted you know she was really into my entrepreneurship and all that. And uh, my family loves her. You know, I mean, they were real skeptical at first, too. But they're like, you know, you found a good one here. Um, but it's taken a while. I mean, heck, we had a fight last night just over communication, you know, just just, uh, just OK, you know, what's it was just basic sex stuff. You know, I mean, it's like I wanted it. She didn't. Then she wanted it. And I was tired. And we just kind of we had a little bit of a fight about that. But that was just that was just normally it's like, you know, you need to. She said, just be more direct with me. And I said, well, you can't joke with me about wanting sex and then saying you're not, you were just joking with me. You know, you got to be up front. So it's about, you know, in certain situations, don't be joking around about it. Mm -hmm. And I got frustrated and I probably yelled a little bit and that shut her down a lot. And so it was, it was an aha moment, you know, another one, you know, that uh, her trauma from her childhood was like, just keep it soft. But I also said, you know, you, you need to be receptive to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, it's, you know, um, I, I've gotten to the point, you know, with her, though, that, you know, I, I hate to say the word ride or die. Um, 
but because I, I don't believe in that. I believe there's a lot of different women that could make you happy at a different point, but I'm also not willing to let her go unless it got really toxic. And <clears throat> honestly, this is the healthiest relationship I've had, mm-hmm. um, you know, just in terms of just being able to hang. And the longer we're together, the more we want to be together. Yeah. How, um, so, so you said that you guys have gotten together and broken up like four times. Yeah. But, so you met, you met her last year. Uh, uh, right after my separation. Yeah. I mean, actually right before the separation, it was, we were, we met at a business event and she found out I was separated and she wanted to date and we went out and I, I would just say her last relationship had been three years and they, she was never in love with him. She didn't really know what it was. And she claims to have fallen deeply in love with me, but she didn't know how to be in a relationship. And so a lot of the stuff I was telling her, she had to experience for herself. Mm-hmm. And so when I say we broke up, it wasn't like bad breakups. It was more or less, I mean, cause she, she kind of worked for one of my companies after we met. I mean, this, this, we didn't meet through that. She, we were kind of dating before that. Mm-hmm. And there were just stresses that were involved with that. And uh, I wasn't, I was a toxic mess too. I was trying to figure out what I wanted. And so I might just say, hey, let's date others. You know, we can still date and all that. But, you know, she never really did. She went on a couple of dates and that was it. And she was, I'd say, a lot more engaged in me than I was in her for a while until really my divorce finalized and then mm-hmm. it took a few months to it took a few months to get the uh get the final agreement from the judge we settled like in november and it took till march before the judge signed off on it mm. and in her culture she's she's a latina um she felt she was not fully engaged because in their culture it's more um you're still she technically would be married down. until she, it's final. She would be looked down upon by every everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so, okay. So the last time you guys got together, I think it was probably when you posted about it in the group, which was, wasn't that long ago. So March. Long- yeah. Okay. So it's been since March. Okay. Yeah. We broke up for about two weeks after Valentine's day. She went to visit her folks came back. So call it the first of March. We've been back together, you know, what, almost three months now. Okay. Um, and, um, she spends weekends with me, but you know, since she's lost her job, we went on the trip to visit my folks. This first time they had met her. Um, she was, we weren't going to be together. We were together over the weekend and then, or excuse me, the last part of the week. And then she was like home for a day and she said, I miss you. Can I come back over? So she was over for two days. I just took her home this morning. I'm dog sitting at a, at a friend's house for a day. And then I'll probably see her again, probably Wednesday and whatever. I mean, it just, you never know. We live 20 minutes apart, so it's not really a problem. And I have the better place to stay. And it's like, you know, she's heck, she's looking for jobs up in my area. And if she does, maybe we move in, maybe we don't, I don't know yet. Mm, got it. Uh, Yeah. It, yeah. Things are still pretty new. It sounds like then, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, one thing one thing that took me a while to understand, um, and I learned it from Corey's book too. I think uh, Dr. Glover's Dating Essentials for Men talks about it as well. But like, you, it's like almost like you don't really get to know someone 
until about six months to a year into a relationship too, because uh, that's really like, usually people are on their best behavior, you know, mm -hmm. like in the initial stages. So it's sort of like, it's probably, probably best to wait that out. If, you know, we've, we've known each other for a year, but we've probably spent four or five months of that where we weren't really interacting except just on text because we, we, we text every day. I mean, regardless, even when we were broken up, Mm -hmm. And it was it was always a feeling, you know, it was always kind of like saying, hmm, is there something better out there? And then I realized what a toxic mess uh, a lot of women are at my age. And, uh, you know, there's really not much difference between dating somebody in their 20s and dating somebody in their 50s. You know, when it comes except to their, except for they're problems. a little bit hotter in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're a little bit less experienced. Yeah. You know, we we we, we run into a lot of. Uh, issues with uh vocabulary you know like yep. like i i you know i'll say something and she has no clue you know i mean we saw laura dern on a, a show the other night and i was like oh yeah she was in masked or something like that and you know no clue so you know we That's we what... have to we have to pick and pick our social media stuff but we find common interests we find movies we like together series we like together um she's very into hispanic culture mexican culture and i picked up her music she's picked up some of mine um but we have enough differences you know that makes it fun yeah yeah that was one thing uh i, I talked to richard cooper about this too but uh when i was uh when i was dating because i'm in my i'm in my 40s I would follow the, uh, you know, the half your, half your age plus seven rule typically to, uh, and now, now I'm not saying like, that's what guys have to right. do. Right. Yeah. Like, but, but I, that's what I would do sort of, I thought it was a, a decent rule of thumb for me. And it, because like I, when I would date younger than that, dating girls in their like mid twenties and stuff like that, I, I, I found the same thing where it was like, we just, we had we uh, tip, totally different pop culture references. I didn't understand what she was talking about. You know, they didn't understand what I was talking about. And I was just like, man, I just can't, I just can't connect with these, these, these chicks, you know? So I, I, pref I, the personal preference was like, mm -hmm. okay, I like these, I like these gals that are in their, like their very late twenties, like early thirties. Like that was my, right. that was my sweet spot. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, and uh, Rich Cooper told me, he's like, well, you know, save save that kind of shit for your boys you know save the pop culture references stuff for mm -hmm. your boys and stuff like that and then you know just just have her for for you know different stuff it was like okay i, I can see i can see how that that could work out for sure yeah um so you say you text with her every day um mm -hmm. so you, you, did you skip that part in the book where it talks about how like you know texting and phone oh, calls well, are i'm logistics? talking i'm talking about after we were in the relationship you know i mean when we when we first met no i mean she was she was actually the one that pursued me um she lived with me for a couple of weeks before she she kind of moved well long story we lived together for a couple of weeks and then she was gone for a month and a half and during that went back to visiting her folks and during that time we hardly talked at all um uh, mm -hmm maybe text once a week or something like that. But primarily, I, I remember she started working for me about eight months ago. And because she was, she and I were in a relationship, she was able to keep me informed about problems because I, I, run, I run very passive investment businesses and she was able to keep me informed of where problems were. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not, I don't, I don't over-engage with her even now. I mean, it's like, 
you know, and generally she's the one that says good morning. Uh, a lot of times we never say good night. It just fades, whatever. It's just as needed. There's no, you know, there's no neediness. And, you know, you see that all the time. Women say, oh, I need the good morning, good night. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know, if it fits, it fits great. But it, it comes across as, you know, as validating behavior and you're chasing them instead of them chasing you. Mm-hmm. So with her, um, you know, I dropped her off a couple hours ago and uh, she was dead tired uh, and she went to sleep and she just wrote. I just just got up and I said, I've uh, applied for a couple of jobs for you. And she said, thank you. I'm going to be talking to my dad and cleaning. Great. And that was it. I don't know. I haven't checked. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. check. She may she may wrote. She may not. So, yeah, even uh, it, it, even now. Just just because I used to be a, I used to be one of those guys before I got into this stuff. I used to be one of those guys that was like addicted to texting. You know, a lot yeah. of guys are. A lot of guys are. It's funny because it and you, like you said too, a lot of women are like, "Oh no, I need that good morning and good night text." They say that, but you start doing that, and like they're they're like for whatever reason, they're like, "Man, this guy's needy." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, like their monkey brain can't deal with it. So it's like they they. Don't listen to what they say. Just no, I know. Pay attention no, it's, to what just, they it's just as it. It's just as it comes up. No, but I'm I'm talking to the, to the yeah. people listening. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, like I uh, I used to be addicted to that that dopamine hit you would get when you got the text message. It was like so powerful uh, that I finally when I finally broke my habit of it. Like I still haven't continued that that with uh, with nurse chick. So like nurse chick and I, we actually don't text. Like we text very limitedly. Um, and she usually will, she does like sending me good morning texts. So she'll, she'll do it, um, on occasion, but sometimes there'll be like a day or two that goes by where like, we haven't said anything to each other, you know, yeah. the weeks that I don't see her. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's just, that's just me. It seems to be working out pretty good though. But like, I, I really have stuck to the whole idea of like, it's just more for logistics, you know? And yeah. I, so, but, um, all right. So we talked about some of these already. Give me some, uh, some other 3% man principles you've implemented in your dating life and in your current relationship. Okay. Um, well in general. Okay. So there, there was one woman I went out with, there were, there were a couple and I had to learn from this one who would not give me her number. She was from, I can't even remember now, Zeus maybe. And uh, the guys kept telling me that's not a good sign. And so I just stopped. I stopped talking to her. And she came back and she said, why aren't you talking to me anymore? And I said, you wouldn't give me your number. And I said, then I tried again. You wouldn't give me your number again. I should have cut it off at the first one. And she said, well, I was looking for you to make the plans for us to meet. And I said, okay. And Benny was like, that's not a good sign. You know, it's never going to work. Dead on right. It was a bad day, you know, and all that. But uh, there was another one that I went out with and she was testing me. Um, she came back. We had a we had a third date planned. And she said, uh, oh, it was on a Thursday. We were going to go bowling. And, and then she was going to have like friends at her house for like 10 days. And so it was going to be the only time we we're going to see each other for the next like three weeks. Except and she's always was always really bad about reaching out. She had given me some signs at first. Uh, that she was really interested. And I thought I bowed to that a little bit. And so then she moved it to Wednesday. She said, Hey, can we move it to Wednesday? And I should have just said, uh, no, let's wait till after you're done. Right. That was Mm -hmm. the mistake. I won't do that again. 
So I did move it to Wednesday and then she came back and she said, oh, my Bible study is on Wednesday. Can we move to Tuesday? Well, that was her test. Mm. And then she canceled Tuesday morning. So, I mean, it was like, and I just said, uh, you know, I just said, eh, you want to reach back out, reach back out. So that was my way of saying, you know, bad behavior. I should have, I should have cut it off at the beginning. That was still in my transitory phase. Mm-hmm. And of course I've never heard from her again, you know, I mean, yeah. and, yeah, that, that was normal. Um, more like in my dating life, um, I have definitely upgraded down my haircut. I need to get a new haircut, get it a little shorter. But uh, I upgraded my wardrobe. Uh, I usually work out every day um, uh, using using a piece of resistance band equipment. I eat healthy. I've lost. I went from 220 to 184 where I'm at now. And I'm going to try to just. I'm going to hardcore down to about 170. Um, try to get healthy because all of that, the sleep, um, and I don't sleep real well, but enough sleep, eating healthy, exercising, um, dressing nice, accentuating, um, you know, a nice watch, a nice ring, maybe a bracelet, maybe a necklace sometimes to look comfortable because when I feel comfortable dressed up, I present better. But but mu- much more, uh, I tend to engage with anybody in public, anybody that's receptive. And that's, you know, that's more or less because turning it on and turning it off on a date is very difficult mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't come across as authentic. You yeah. know, if that is who you are, then that is who you present to the world. It, it becomes a part of who is internal. And I'm used to be really ex or introverted and now people say oh you're an extrovert and i'm like you know i'm kind of edgy both way i'm happy at home by myself too but i like to you know if i'm out in public and i run up against somebody um i'll talk to him guy girl doesn't matter it, you know if they're open to it yeah yeah you know is, is that something you learned from benny um yes that was something i learned from benny but it was also something in atomic attraction i don't think it was in 3%. Again, it's hard to remember sometimes where all the ideas come from. Yeah, I don't think Corey but, talks about like talking to random people. Um, they definitely talk about it in uh, Dating Essentials for Men. But but specifically, I learned the, the concept. Uh, I had already learned it from Dating Essentials for Men, but I learned the, the term social momentum from Benny. And, hmm. uh, and he was talking about how you know, like on a day of a date, go out and literally talk to everybody, you know, gas station attendant, everybody on your way. Mm-hmm. That way, when you get to the date, you're already, you already have that momentum where you're like social. Yeah, I learned I, that from Benny. Yeah. I remember I was, I was going on a date and it didn't work out, but I was at a convenience store. I was early. So I went into the convenience store and there's a young, younger Pakistani Indian girl probably in her young 20s or something like that and she had the most beautiful bracelet so i just started talking to her about her bracelet and turned out turned into a 10-minute conversation about her mother her controlling mother how she was dating and stuff like that you know and i walked out i couldn't i couldn't even picture her now um and never got her name but it energized me you know it was like okay i made an effect on somebody and then there's this older guy in my apartment complex and he was wearing a university of Michigan um, Jersey and he's walking a dog 
And he, you know, he's probably 80, 80s and stuff like that and very mobility. And I just said, uh, I said, those are fighting words, man, because I, I graduated from University of Oklahoma. So we're kind of football rivals. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to tell me about how his son took him to a University of Michigan game. It was the most meaningful moment of his life because he had never gotten to go to one in the last six months. And now I see him all the time and he knows who I am, you know, and he just recently got a dog and, and we talk and there's probably 10 people in my apartment complex who recognize me just in general. You know, Hey, you know, just, just, and that's all because I reached out on the elevator in the hallway mm-hmm. um, in the parking garage or whatever. Yeah. And, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I think that's, that's probably the, the, I think that's the biggest challenge for most guys is just being more social, just talking to people in general, because I mean, the, the, the age we live in, we live in an internet culture where we only interact with people on social media now. So it's, it's like a lost art, just talking to your neighbors. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of women are horrible at it. You know, I mean, you go on dates and they don't know how to converse at all, you know, oh, yeah. and, and you make, maybe you make them uncomfortable, you know, I don't know, but, uh, did you find it when you were, uh, you know, on the dating circuit? I assume you, you met most women like on, on apps and stuff too. Apps or, uh, I did a matchmaking service for a while, which was not really good, but, um, okay. because you showed up, it was a total blind date. And I told Benny this, you know, they would set up a blind date for you, would show up, you would know their name, maybe their race. If, hmm. if they even told you that and very generic stuff. Those never worked out, except I did get a really good friend through it. She was like 20 years older than me, which I couldn't believe they set me up with. But um, <laughs> she, she was actually a world-renowned biochemist and a CEO of a company. And we became good friends. And she's found her guy since then. But she's, a, she's somebody I can bounce business ideas off of. So, I mean, it's never a total waste. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, it just it was a matter of learning who I could be comfortable with and who I could be, you know, more than just social because social is one thing, but being comfortable is a totally different thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but when you were, when you were uh, meeting these women on the, on the app, yeah. like, mm-hmm. did you find it like, uh, there was, there's some women where like you, it was just like, you had to pull a goddamn conversation out of them. And, uh, I would, I got to the point where if I was like the one that was just constantly trying to pull a conversation i just unmatch them i'm like you're oh, yeah. done. this isn't yeah. gonna work out well bumble bumble was like that a lot you remember bumble is where they have to contact you first yeah Bumble's and the, usually the first yeah. message is hey how are you hello and i'm like if, if i did that to you yeah i would never get but just 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 for an example yeah you're right i mean there's plenty of people that will will do that i i flew into charlotte north carolina and i had bumble and tinder on and I was there for four days. I ended up with three dates, uh, all within an hour and a half of Fayetteville, where I was visiting a friend of mine, and went on three, maybe four dates. I can't remember. None of them worked out, but it was all because of conversational skills. But yes, if they, if they, a, a lot, as you said, a lot of women do not know how to converse. They want the guy to lead the conversation, but then they don't know how to feed back to you. Mm-hmm. in any way and i'm just like okay this is this is you know maybe there would be a chance you know but you can't give everybody you know four dates if you do you know for one if you're dating four women and you're doing four dates and you're getting new dates i mean i was going on eight new dates a week for a while 
And mm-hmm. that got overwhelmingly hard. And I was like, I need to just, you know, if somebody is not like quick, you know, we, we have good rapport almost, you know, after day one, forget it. And especially texting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> eight, man, that, there's some guy, there's guys out there that, uh, they're like, I can't even get one date. And I'm like, God, it's, it's actually not that hard. No. To, to to stack up your dates it's, it really isn't um eight would be way too much for me i i did find like that you know like four was like my max yeah that well i, I hardly had to travel very far you know i'm talking 10 or 15 minutes from my house just go for a dinner so it's not yeah you know wasn't a big deal have you ever heard of sabrina zohar on tiktok no Mm-mm. okay you gotta look her up um uh she is a i think she does relationship coaching but she she is sort of a somebody that needed the dopamine hit from texting. And now she's like, she found her guy and she's still a mess. She's, you know, she's an avoidance and all this other stuff, but she finally got into a relationship with a guy who didn't like to text and it freaked her out. And she said, now I realize that I was getting my dopamine hit from him and it, you know, a texting relationship means nothing. Mm-hmm. And she said, we would only talk when we got together on a date. Now they're in love six months in and, you know, talking about moving in together and a bunch of other crap. I mean, so she's, uh, yeah, she's, she's a good one to see, you know, but she's kind of got a limited message. You know, I, I, Richard Cooper is better, you know, and that's, that that's why it's like, I, I personally, uh, sort of agree with Corey about not getting dating and relationship advice from women because mm-hmm. a lot of women don't know what they really want, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like she thought she liked texting, but if you follow Corey's method where you actually save that to in person and it, it does make it more meaningful and like more women actually do respond better to that. So, yeah. Well, there's, I, there's a clip going around on TikTok right now from the eighties and I forget it might be the Phil Donahue show. I can't remember what it was, but this oh. guy, comes out and he's, he's geeky wearing glasses. And he said, uh, he said, I don't really care what women want. He said, he said, I do what works. He said, there's three things. There's what women say they want, what women, uh, and well, I forget the second one, but then he said, there's what things they that women say to. they want, what they think they want and what they actually respond to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I quote that a lot too. That's uh, that's Ross Jeffries. I don't know if you know who he is. No, I didn't know. I just saw the club. If, uh, have you ever read the book, the game? Mm-mm. you should read it it's it's a fun book it's a fun book it's about the pickup artist in the early 2000s and ross jeffries the guy in that clip is is one of the main guys uh one of the prominent figures in that book and he he's like the king of using nlp uh neuro linguistic programming for okay. p- picking up women because he's not like the most attractive guy out there. Like if you, oh, if, not you at all. If, if, if you see him today, he's like, he's a much older man. Now he's got like, you know, a total like Afro, just, just, you would look at him and go, what a creep looking dude, but he could still pull women because uh, he would, <laughs> he would basically hypnotize women on the spot with NLP. That was like his gimmick, you know, but uh, yeah, he was a, he, he, he's right though. There's things that women respond to versus what they say they want. Well, you know, and the funny part is there, there, you know, if you're groomed and you're comfortable in your own skin, you know, guys are always saying they need to be six foot, six figures as BS. Um, no, you do cope. not. Yeah. yeah you, you have to present as somebody they feel safe being with mm-hmm. that has it under control, that has an idea of what they're doing with their life. 
you know, you have to, and yeah, you, you fake it till you make it if you're not, you know, already there, you know, and th there's ways to do that, but you need to become an authentic 3% guy, you know, that's, that knows where they're going in life. And then you can pull it. That's, that's, you know, that's essentially, I mean, these, there's these guys that don't, you know, don't look great. And women always, this may be the one true thing they say is that women will notice a guy's looks, but it's much less important to them. And they do say that all the time. The guys will contradict that. Oh, you need to be an eight, nine or 10. No, that's not true. But you have to, you have to present via body language, language, eye contact, um, interest in them by asking them a lot of questions. And then they tend to reciprocate. And if they don't, you know, you see that in dates. You see that in dates. Usually for the first half hour, they may be really guarded. And then either they stay guarded, yeah, walk away, that's fine. Or they open up. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's almost easy to see just in body language how they change, how they shift into that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was, uh, that was a, a, a key concept that I had to learn, too, was just uh... – you know, a lot of the stuff that, that Corey teaches in the book comes straight out of how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. You know, I read that book a long time ago. Yeah. Just taking a genuine interest in people actually makes them like you more. And mm -hmm. it, it has nothing to do with, with your looks, but yeah, I mean, the, in the body language is so important. It's just like, you have to present this whole package mm -hmm. and uh, think, yeah. think about in high school, think about who were the most popular. I mean, there, there was always the beautiful cheerleaders, right? People were envy them on their looks because nobody knew any better. Um, the star athlete and stuff like that, but they rarely had anything to offer. Ne never really, most of them didn't do anything after high school. And my high school, I went to school with a thousand people per grade. So, I mean, it was a huge social. The people that connected the most were the ones that asked the most question of others. I have an older son who is a nice looking kid, but he's mildly autistic, right? He doesn't read into social cues, but what he learned was if he talked to people and asked about them, that they responded. At his graduation, he had a standing ovation from about 1,300 kids, and he was on an IEP in special ed classes because every time in the hallways, he would just greet them, know all their story and everything else. My younger son was valedictorian and all that, but has no game whatsoever. Hasn't been on, he's 24, never been on a date. And you know, that's, that's going to develop. I, I work on him all the time, but it was just scattered clapping, you know, because mm. nobody knew who he was. And that, you know, that, that was a revolutionary idea to me. Even seeing my son graduate, it was like, you know, Blake, Blake's going to have a hard life. Um, in front of him uh, a little bit, but you know, he thrives, he thrives and he's happy most of the time, but it's all because he's social mm -hmm. and knows everybody in their stories. Yeah. Um, so your, your, your younger son, did you give him a copy of the book? Not yet. I should, I yeah. should. He's, he's, he went on a, it was funny. Some girl asked him out for his birthday mm -hmm. and she spent four hours with him at a restaurant and they got into political arguments uh, because she's very left. He's very right. Uh, I'm more centrist. And I came back and I said, Brendan, no woman spends four hours with you on your birthday when they barely know you if they don't have anything into you. And he, then he started giving me all the reasons why she wouldn't be a good fit. And I said, well, that's fine. I yeah. said, but but dude, this is the first woman you've ever had that really showed 
genuine interest in who you are. You know, you need to cultivate that a little bit. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe the politics is, is a game is a deal breaker for you. That's fine. But work on your game a little bit. Yeah. Well, one thing that guys don't understand is that uh, women are often a reflection of their man. And if your man, if the man has got good, solid frame and he's a good leader, it doesn't matter what her political beliefs are because she's eventually going to come around to your side. Right. <laughs> so it's like you're struck. Like, so man, guys really need to stop putting their foot in their mouth and talking politics on dates. It's the, yeah. it's like, that dries up a woman <laughs> so bad. Just that or keep past relationships. Just, yeah. Yeah. Until you know them, then you say, all right, you know, here's what happened in my last relationship. I don't want it to happen again. But even then you keep it, you know, very general. I mean, that's that's yeah. one thing that causes trouble in my current relationship is if I ever indicate I've ever thought about my ex. If she brings it up, you know, like she was she was in my phone the other day. She was just looking at pictures. I, you know, there's no we don't track each other. We don't track texts and all. And she said, oh, this is a good picture of your ex. And I said, yeah. And I said, but, you know, this one of the only few good times we had. But if I, you know, if I'm like driving by and I said, oh, whatever. It's not that it's a fight. I just see a change in her demeanor. So it's it's mm -hmm. funny. Women get very territorial when it comes to their I, men. I highly recommend guys not talk about previous relationships mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> like it's yeah. not a good idea. And if she brings it up, like I recommend changing the subject or if you have absolutely have to say something like put a positive spin on it, but otherwise, Oh yeah. There's no I, reason to even talk about like, well, in my last relationship, this didn't work for me. Like I wouldn't even bring that up. <laughs> I just, yeah. It's more, you know, now that we've been off and on for a year, it's, it's, it's become a little more topic of conversation, but yeah. you know, for about the six month period and then it's kind of dried up, but you're right. I mean, I always, I never talk bad about my ex. I, we just were incompatible. You know, we were just very different people yeah. ultimately. Yeah. So. I, I can't avoid it because um, I, you know, a lot of the, the past relationships, is a part of my my journey story, which I have right. to talk about a lot in the podcast. And Nurse Chick listens to every goddamn episode. <laughs> Love you, babe. No, she's listening right now. But uh, but so I mean, I can't I can't completely avoid it um, because she she knows like my whole story. But like I never really ask her about her past relationships because I don't care. Um, you know, I just I don't think that in, impacts our our relationship. And then you know, I. When we're when we're together, I don't I try not to talk about our like past relationships too much, you know, unless it pertains to the podcast and she's got a question or something. But yeah, but otherwise, I know, <laughs> you know, one indication, one thing I have also seen, I've I've had a couple of women that I would say were really into me and I was, you know, pushing for exclusivity after three or four dates. Mm. Um, and this was while I was on a breakup from my current girlfriend. And one, one was like toxic. No, that was a no right from the beginning. But another one, she never, ever asked questions about me, ever. Mm. She never said, how's your day? What's going on with your business and stuff like that. And I just said to her, you know, why don't you ask me questions about myself? Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And then it would never happen. And I dropped it right after that. Because I'm like, I'm a fit. I'm a figurehead. I'm not your partner in that case you know i mean you want somebody that's genuinely interested in you but yeah i mean there's certain topics you've always avoided yeah 
Uh, so you said you said that you would uh, push for exclusivity. Did you stop doing that after reading Three Percent Man? Because that's one oh, thing. Oh, that they were. They were. Oh, they not, were. Oh, okay. they were. Yeah, yeah. No, I never did. I, I was, you know, I was dating three or four people at the same time at that time, and I would, you know, I wouldn't push for exclusive till, oh, at least a month. Uh, probably two. It depends on how many dates and how well they went. Did we have a variety of experiences? And do I feel like we could stop dating others? Then yeah, but that never happened. I mean, from their standpoint, they, you know, they were like, there were two that were like, but I was still dating, including my current girlfriend. Uh-huh. At the same but, time. but you would eventually you would be the one that brought it up eventually? yes uh, no 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 they would bring it up they were oh, like okay. i'm not really comfortable on with you you know staying on the dating apps and all that so usually what would happen is i would unmatch from them so that they wouldn't see me and i would still stay on mm. um but you know i mean i it, it's kind of became uh, just with these two it, it kind of became a lie and then i ended up breaking up with both of them because i just didn't they were pushing too hard, too fast. I didn't know them. I yeah, did yeah, not yeah. know them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. I mean, that was that was one thing that I had to I had to learn um, because I was when I found myself back on the dating circuit the second time uh, after the divorce, I was pushing for a relationship. You know, too quick. You know. Yeah. I was that guy trying to lock women down, which makes guys come across as needy. And I just couldn't keep any of these chicks around. I did, had no idea what I was doing wrong until I, I read this and realized, oh, no, it actually needs to be their idea. And in a healthy uh, dating situation, they typically bring it up by the seventh or eighth date. And I was like, oh, OK, so just hang out, have fun, hook up. That's that's easy. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. If it's date two or three, there's usually an agenda underneath. Um, yeah. Or they're not, they're not true. I mean, how could they know you, you know, really? Right. Yeah. Good point. Uh, well, we're almost at an hour here. Let me ask, okay. let me ask one more question then we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Um, so what does, I'd like to ask guys in the group this, what does being a 3% man mean to you? That I'm living my best life, that a woman is a compliment. And that's, that's from Richard Cooper. Um, a woman's a compliment to my life, not a need in my life. Um, if it works out, great. But it's more about framing myself, trying to always be in my frame, trying to set proper boundaries, not come across as needy. Um, you know, I, I go back and forth on whether to share feelings or not. I generally don't. If I'm early in a relationship with my current girlfriend, I will sometimes because she's been through it with me. I mean, we've been through a lot of up and down with my businesses and things like that. So it's a little more that sort of thing. But in most cases, staying in your frame, being, you know, being a strong man and uh, recovering. You know, we all have our downsides. You know, I have my moments when I'm like, just defeat if something happens, but you know, darn well, I get sleep, I go exercise, I get out. Uh, if I'm feeling down, I go to a mall and I talk to people. I just just engage with the salespeople or just walking around smiling just to bring myself back to center. I mean, realizing we're all flawed. Um, we all have our triggers. We're all gonna have our down times, but not letting the world defeat you and taking enough time for yourself to build uh, yourself up. I mean, to, not, not, not as a fake, but in reality, I mean, I'm, I'm in the midst of starting a whole new career 
well, I have these passive investments. I had to sell two businesses, one of which I didn't want to get rid of, but was failing. And the other one was a failure. So, I mean, I'm, I've got one that's that's about to take off and another one that's been ongoing for about a year and a half. And I brought in partners, but I'm starting a whole new career for myself. Something totally different than I never did. And it involves building relationships with people. So where what did I learn? Everything they teach in that is 3% men. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed too that when I was on this, this path learning this stuff that it – it helped out in all areas of life, not just mm-hmm. with women. It really helps out your your business relationships. It helps out your with your physical health. It's just an all around leveling up, which I I I do think is funny because a lot of us as men go out on this journey because we're trying to find women. And the thing is that the thing that uh, makes us more attractive to women makes us better men in general all around. It's like women make us better. And I find myself a lot more, um, I find myself a lot more picky. You know, I, I see beautiful women all the time. My, my girlfriend, uh, uh, you know, is a beautiful woman, but I, I see more beautiful women every day. But am I interested? No, it's just clinical. It's like, eh, you know, I know she's got, she's got her own issues and stuff. If I find the one that compliments me and makes me want to be a better person, that's you know that helps that's a that's an additive to my life not a you know yeah and i wouldn't say we balance each other um it's just we have different things that we do mm-hmm. you know she was getting she lost her job and she got defeatist and i'm like look you you've got x y and z going for you you were underemployed there let's get you on a path where you wanted to be you were you were obsessing over this job and you weren't happy and i clearly you weren't happy yeah so Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, David, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I'll, I'll give you the, the rest of your day back. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Have a good one. David, thanks again for joining me today, brother. You're welcome back anytime. Just like, you know, most of the guys that are in the 3% uh, brotherhood right now, y'all are welcome back anytime. If you've been on the podcast, if you are in the 3% brotherhood right now and you haven't been on the podcast, DM me, man. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Get on the goddamn podcast, man. Tell us your story. Tell us your story. All right. That's pretty much all I have this week. Uh, Tune in Wednesday. I don't know what the live stream is yet because I am pre-recording this outro. (laughs) But tune in Wednesday. I'm sure the live stream is going to be fire. Uh, Lives on Wednesday and Friday mornings are at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Every Wednesday and Friday mornings. I'm having a lot of fun doing the live streams. I started doing those in January. Man, I'm having a good time with those. So tune in for those every Wednesday and Friday mornings. All Monday episodes are pretty much pre-recorded, but you know that already. All right, guys, if you guys haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you guys haven't dropped a comment yet, what the fuck are you waiting for drop a goddamn comment it helps us in the algorithm follow me on social media the links are in the description i'm on all the major platforms right now get on the email list list.comeonmanpod.com i'll send you some free stickers for your troubles if you guys like these designs they're available as merch as t-shirts hoodies hats coffee mugs all the fun stuff at merch.comeonmanpod.com and then uh, get check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, LOA. 
comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course. There's none of that woo-woo, you know, positivity grift uh, BS with it. It's a psychological course. Check it out. It will change your life. And then finally, get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. Join us for our happy hour hangouts. They're hosted once a month. Everybody in the Patreon's invited, even if you're in just tier one. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. Tune in Wednesday. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.